0: That's the Mile High Hoops podcast with me, Zach By. Powered by my friends at Superbook Sports. Stand up, Nuggets Nation! Denver Sports presents the Mile High Hoops podcast with Zach By. Denver Sports is your home for the most Nuggets content. Now here's your host, Zach By. What is up and welcome to another edition of the Mile High Hoops podcast. As always, I am your host, Zach By, And as always, I appreciate you spending a sliver of your busy day with me here on the podcast. Reacting to the afterglow of game one of the Nuggets first round series. A complete and utter blowout of the Minnesota Timberwolves. And I say afterglow because um, we did come in yesterday and record an audio only version of uh, this podcast and reacted to a lot of the nooks and crannies of uh, my observations of the game. And today, I think we'll maybe keep it just a a little bit more uh, general and also talk about the landscape of uh, just the NBA playoffs in general. Um, Shout out to Superbook, proud sponsor of this podcast. And I'll I'll say this, you know, when looking back uh, at game one, I keep going back and forth and forth between thinking that there's nothing that Minnesota can do from a counterpunch standpoint uh, that could turn this series on its head. Now, there, that doesn't mean that there's not going to be adjustments. There will be, and we'll we'll wait to see what those are on Wednesday night at 8 o'clock. Is that game on TNT? Let's pull it up real quick here. Um, yes, it is, 8 o'clock on TNT. Uh, I go back and forth because I don't want to be... A prisoner of the moment um, I've done this for too long uh, to overreact to game one okay just just simply have 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 uh, been caught in that trap too many times before where you use the one game sample the only game that we have to react to as um, not a referendum but just like a permanent framing of what the series is going to be and we just we just know that that's not the case but that being said these two teams are just in different places um, as teams, as franchises, different places on the climb uh, to get to where they currently are and where they ultimately want to be. Um, one is a bona fide um, championship contender. The other is um, it, it'd be um, not fair to call the Timberwolves an upstart, but they're just at a different point in their journey. Like they added a, a new piece Um, a massive new piece year over year in Rudy Gobert um, that I just don't think is going to age well at all Um, I think that the Rudy Gobert trade in Minnesota from Tim Connolly could be the worst trade of the modern NBA era four unprotected picks for a non-scoring aging center It it just doesn't make enough sense and he's not even as impactful at a lot of the hallmark stuff that he used to do that will ultimately send him into the Hall of Fame I mean, and and that's not that's not hyperbole. Um, Rudy Gobert will be uh, one one day um, in the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame in Springfield, Massachusetts. This guy has won the Defensive Player of the Year um, three different times. Three different times. That's some of the most in NBA history. Quite literally, um, the guy's been an all defensive team member. You know, feels like you know. Uh, half a dozen times quite again quite literally in addition to being an all nba player just in general but it's not a good fit and and back to this series like there will be adjustments made and there just will be better play minnesota is not as bad as they were in game one they were just they were bad and that's what it looks like and i'm not putting the um i'm reducing uh game one's blowout down to minnesota being bad but when it looks that when it looks that bad and, and and you lose by nearly 30 points on a night where the Nuggets don't even play that great offensively, I didn't think. Um, those are two energies coming together. Uh, the Nuggets looking like the contender that they are and the Timberwolves being one of the worst versions of themselves. Um, so, you know, I was watching a, a fight uh, last week and I've been following this boxer. Uh, for a few years now, his name is Shakur Stevenson, and I believe he's from New Jersey. And he's a uh, uh, up and coming, just an in- incredible boxer. Um, he's he he uh, fought for uh, Team USA uh, in um, Beijing, I want to say. Um, I think he's a gold glove guy. I think he I think he got silver the the, the silver uh, medal in the, in the uh, 2016 Summer Olympics, and he's phenomenal. Uh, he's terrific, and I watched him fight. Uh, a couple weekends ago and he's 20 and out by the way and I watched him fight a couple weekends ago and he fought this veteran boxer and he certainly wasn't you know a tomato can he had a good career and by like round number three or four and he and he and Shakur Stevenson was a legitimate favorite like the, the Nuggets are in, in this series and you know it became abundantly it became abundantly clear in like the fifth fifth round that there was no counterpunch. Uh, from this opposing boxer there just wasn't anything he could go to and he would go to the corner you know every few minutes after the round was over and he'd be getting you know new advice from, from his trainer and hey it, try this try this and sure enough he'd go out there and try to do it and Shakur Stevenson would just tic-tac-toe just point him to death just point him to death and I, I kind of see the same thing um, transpiring here in this series there will be new advice uh, from Chris Finch. There will be, okay? There will be adjustments made. Um, but I just don't think ultimately um, that there's some new uh, twist or tinker that will have Minnesota winning even two games in this series. Now, maybe they do. M- maybe maybe, maybe I end up being uh, wrong about that. But let alone winning four of the next six games, it, it, it almost feels like... Um, an impossibility. And I hope I'm not getting ahead of myself uh, saying that, but I think from a talent standpoint, uh, the Nuggets have a serious advantage. From an experience standpoint, the Nuggets have an, a serious advantage. Um, from a coaching standpoint, maybe they have a, a, an advantage. And, and Michael Malone, I thought Michael Malone did mostly a good job uh, on Sunday night outside of putting Jokic back in a basketball game where you're up 30 points in the fourth quarter. That one's still even 48 hours later and even reacting yesterday. um, I don't have a reason for that. And actually, the more I thought about it, the more I'm like, because I was floating ideas and theories on the podcast yesterday of like, okay, what could it have been? Because I can't think of anything reasonable from a basketball standpoint why you would do that. Could it be that you wanted to just continue to build rhythm, I suppose? Uh, because your guys have been sitting out, I guess, I get I guess that could be, but it just doesn't doesn't make basketball sense to me. Um, could Michael Mullen just be that much of a nervous Nelly um, that he just, no lead is ever safe. It could be, but wisdom should be prevailing in that moment. The, the downside and risk of playing Jokic um, when he's already banged up, let's not forget that he's already banged up. Um, the downside of uh, putting him in that, uh, moment and Jokic clearly rejected the, the 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 idea that he should be playing because he promptly got a flagrant foul and got himself fouled out. But um, the more I thought about it, the more I'm like, m- maybe it is um, legitimate. Like, um, I get in professional wrestling they call it heat. Like is there is there heat between he uh, and uh, the Timberwolves? Is there friction between the Nuggets and the Timberwolves because of may, maybe a couple of things? Chris Finch used to be an assistant coach for Michael Malone. I don't know what that relationship is like anymore. And also um, the, the the Tim Connolly jumping ship from the president of basketball operations to the president of of the Timberwolves. Um, maybe there's something there and maybe he's like trying to like ride for like his ownership group and the Cronkies who were clearly upset with Tim Connolly, uh, on the way out. And I think that's actually when, when I like kept on thinking about thinking about, I, I, I think that's a, I think that's a reasonable, um, uh, theory or, or, or hypothesis. It's, it's an educated guess, but still a guess. Nonetheless, maybe he just made a mistake. Maybe he just simply made a mistake and wasn't, um, obsessive with the score in that moment, but whatever. Um, I want to talk about, uh, we talked about most of the guys yesterday um, and their performances individually. But I'm looking at the these these Western Conference playoffs, and who were the, the one or two teams that caused the most, let's say fear, because um, i speaking for myself, I wasn't like fearing any of these opponents, but maybe trepidation. Who gave you the most pause? Um, it was the reigning world champion, Uh, Golden State Warriors, and undoubtedly, even uh, supplanting them as the number one team they give you pause, uh, was the Phoenix Suns. And you look at Phoenix, they lose. They're in a hole. On their home court, they lose on Sunday um, to uh, a team in the Clippers who I think have the best player in the series in Kawhi Leonard. I think they have the best depth in the series uh, they're just certainly a deeper team post KD trade. And um, now they've lost home court advantage. And I, 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 this assumption that, you know, the, the, the nuggets were going to play Phoenix in the second round, maybe we got ahead of ourselves. Now, I don't know if I, I don't want to react to game one too much uh, either with that series, because by the time you're hearing this, the Suns could have tied the series, but they've already lost home court. So, you know, We'll see how that ages, but I just find it interesting that we, there's you know assumptions made in sports, and for weeks I've been saying, well, you know the Nuggets are going to match up with Phoenix in the second round. Not so fast. Even without Paul George, this could be a very, very long series, and there's a couple of guys over there with real injuries, injury history, Chris Paul, Kevin Durant. We don't know what this team's going to look like in, in two and a half weeks. So I just think it's interesting that now the world champs are in a hole, uh, down 2-0 to Sacramento, okay, and and the Suns are, are in a hole to uh, Los Angeles, uh, a team that the Nuggets have, have had real success um, against over the years. This could shape up to, um, especially if the Nuggets make this a short first-round series and get to rest uh, while the Clippers and Suns go 6 or 7, could be a real advantage and an incredible pathway uh, to this team Making their first ever uh, NBA finals, and that we, that that is the, the prospect of that is um, just hysterically fun. Um, will they have to play a team like the Lakers on their way? Um, that may be not be, that, that may not be so fun uh, depending on on who you ask. Uh, does that team looked really good this past weekend um, on Monday evening, we did see the Kings prevail against Golden State in another fantastic game by the way these these playoffs have just been great. With a capital G so far, it has been great it is I'm seeing the best of the nBA, and in a very roundabout way, it has me um the the contrast between what the regular season looked like this past year compared to what I'm seeing in the NBA playoffs. it almost makes me hate the regular season even more uh, than I already did um, in the load management era and 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 all uh that, that the current NBA regular season. Stands for, and it doesn't feel like much these days. Uh, and then you get to the playoffs, and this is the best of the sport. I absolutely love it, uh, love it, love it, love it. Um, we saw the Nets be more competitive on Monday night, um, but the Sixers ultimately uh, prevailing. The Sixers are now up two to zero uh, in that series, and. They win, uh, the Sixers won 96 to 84 uh, against Brooklyn. I just don't think Brooklyn has the firepower uh, to compete with a team like Philly. Um, uh, Maxi was tremendous on on Monday night, and, and they can hit you several different ways. Uh, so for Harden, who made seven threes over the weekend, he only scores eight points. Uh, didn't need to do a whole heck of a lot, and well, I didn't need to. He he tried and and didn't, and they still had you know a double digit victory. I think that's maybe my takeaway is that you know um, uh, James Harden was terrible uh, and didn't look prepared to play, and the Sixers somehow still win by double figure. So they're going to cruise through that series, I'm just assuming. Maybe the uh, Nets can steal a game. Um, I don't think they'll win two. Um, I think they steal one of the two in Brooklyn um, on a max effort, max focus uh, type of response, game three. But I don't think that series is, is going to go uh, beyond five. Um, going back to uh, the Nuggets for just a second, just a second, um, looking at uh, defensively, If Denver can duplicate even uh, 80% of what they did uh, on Sunday evening, I don't think they're going to lose a game in the series. I don't. Um, offensively, uh, they're just in a different stratosphere than Minnesota. And if they're, again, I don't expect them to duplicate that defensive performance, holding a team to 80 points for the first time since 2016. That's, that's unrealistic and not sustainable. But if they can get to 80% of that defense, they were tremendous. With closing the valve on uh, Timberwolf drives... And the help that, that that they got on the backside defensively, defensively was great. And then the the, the insane closeout closeouts on all the shooters and and, and just shot opportunities uh, that Minnesota have uh, had. Excuse me, um, man. I I, I you are not going to duplicate the result in terms of 80, uh, 80 points, but if you can give eighty percent of that effort. Um, the Nuggets are going to be just fine and and resting for a few days while their Western Conference foes uh, do battle. So, okay, we're going to leave it there uh, for now. A little short, abbreviated uh, follow up uh, version of the podcast. If you missed the uh, reaction episode following Game One, uh, that's at Denver Sports dot com, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, Best way to support this podcast is give us five stars if you think we deserve it. Tell a friend. That's the best way uh, that we can grow this thing is through the grassroots. And we're going to be reacting to every single game here throughout the playoffs uh, the next morning uh, right here uh, on the Mile High Hoops podcast. So, guys, I hope you're enjoying these NBA playoffs as much as I am. And it's not going to be long because Wednesday night on TNT, not as late of a start, not as late of a start, but the 8 p.m. start, TNT, Wednesday night, and whatever happens in Game 2 against the Minnesota Timberwolves, you can be sure we're going to be talking about it right here on the Mile High Hoops podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the Mile High Hoops podcast powered by Superbook Sports. Until next time.